Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. So we're talking tonight, brand new series. Brand new series is called Three Steps to a Balanced Life. Each Wednesday night, we will cover one step. Uh, what I have learned to live a balanced life. You see, I don't want to swing the pendulum too far. God bless you, Brother Savage and Sister Savage. I don't want the pendulum in my life to swing too far left or too far right. The goal is to live a balanced life. So what is a balanced life? I I say life, the three big circles in my mind are these things. Your home, your work, and your church. Three areas to where you'd have a balanced life. So each week we're going to talk about one of these. Tonight I'm talking about home, then we'll talk about church and work in the other two weeks. But I feel like uh, life at times is a balancing act. It's almost like you're juggling these three balls of homework, church, homework, church, home, church, work, home, and combination thereof. And in the busyness or in the stressfulness or even probably even in the pandemic of the shut-in and the challenges is that we are challenged how to keep these balanced. And sometimes home or work or church, the juggling of the balls in the circus, there's a mistake and you drop the ball, you drop the bowling pin, but you pick it up as fast as you can so that nobody notices, so that they think you got your life together, right? And so we reach down and we look for it, we pick it up, we just keep juggling. And we know that our life is out of balance. And so my challenge, my assignment is to help balance us all with our home life, with our work life, our employment, and with our kingdom life with God. And so I'm going to endeavor to do that tonight. Hey, here, here's a quote I want to start out with. Peter Walsh, Walsh said this, and I quote his words, your home should be an antidote to stress, not the cause of it. Your home should be an antidote to stress, not the cause of it. Your home needs to be a safe haven, a safe house, a citadel, to where your children and your spouse and you can come in there and say, oh, I'm home in a peaceful, godly environment, and I'm safe. The Barna Group, which does research for religious organizations and churches, the Barna Group said this, 44% of adults said their top priority in life is having a satisfying family life. 44% said their top priority is that my family life is satisfied. God bless you, Sister Rose. Come on in. Welcome to our home. That is almost 50% of the people believe that their family life needs to be satisfying. Here's a quote from Perilous, and he says this, what you leave behind is not what is engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven in the lives of others, end quote. What you leave behind is not what is engraved on stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. This is why I think our home is so important of the areas that we juggle. With his quote about weaving into other lives, my question to you as you watch this broadcast is what are you weaving into the lives of those in your home? What are you weaving into the lives of those of your home? Again, a home is a major component. My home life, 
to who we are, to a balanced life, to peace, tranquility. Again, your home should be the antidote to stress, not the cause of it. I don't believe your home should be the atmosphere to where you come home and you're stressed or you don't even want to come home. You want to make a stop after work. You want to go see your buddies or your girlfriends or you want to go to the driving range or you want to do all these things under the banner of, oh, yeah, I need to do this. But reality, you know in your heart, I don't really want to go home because there's too much stress, too much chaos, too much arguing, too much yelling, the volume's cranked up, too much, and you fill in the blank. Then you need this lesson. You need to apply this to your life. Dallin De Silva said this, and I quote him, A balanced wheel gives you a smooth ride. A balanced life gives you the pleasures of life. He goes on to say, and I'm still quoting him, An unbalanced wheel gives you a rough ride. An unbalanced life gives you the griefs in life. End quote. So there's something about balance in a car, our tires, that gives us a smooth ride. And when our life is balanced, it accentuates the pleasures of life. Tony Brago, God bless you. And so I want to give you some principles of a balanced life in regard to your home. I want to talk about your home. The number one principle I want to talk with tonight is that dads or the spiritual leader, whoever you are, needs to take that rightful place in your home. Maybe you're a single adult and you're not even a dad. Maybe you're a single mom with children. Whoever the spiritual leader is in that home, if it's a married couple, biblically it should be the dad. The dad needs to step up and bring protection to that home. If you're a single mom with children, then you're the spiritual leader. If you're a single adult that you live by yourself, then obviously you're the spiritual leader. But a principle for a balanced home life is identifying the spiritual leader. And then that spiritual leader does their job. You see, we have an obligation as a spiritual leader to God to ensure and to make sure our home is pure in God's sight. we got to keep running it through the grid in our home. What does God think? Okay, so the things in my home, from what I allow to be streamed in, from what the conversations I allow in, to even maybe the posters on the wall or the reading material or the music, I, as a spiritual leader of this home, have an obligation to keep this home pure in the sight of God. That's not my wife's responsibility. If I'm going to step up and live a balanced home life, part of her balance is going to be me being that spiritual leader. Again, I'm using me as an example because I am a husband. If you are the spiritual leader, if you are, there's not a husband in the home, or you have a husband that doesn't attend church, then somewhere you as a mother or a single adult got to take on that role to help bring some purity to your home. So again, dads, us, me, you, adults, we've got to be spiritual leaders of our home, and we have to have the obligation to do that. Now, please understand this. What keeps the home balanced? For years, I worked in the secular world, and I was a minister. So I did ministry. I was self-employed. And so my time was filled with every moment. But what I did when my kids were smaller and growing up, and I even now, I made sure that I made time for my wife on a regular basis. Maybe back in the old days, you may call them date nights. 
Maybe they don't use that anymore. But the point is, men, you've got to make time for your wife. Okay? It can't be a business relationship all the time. I know there's chores to do. There's duties to do. You hit the road. You do the commute. You do all these things. But your wife cannot be left alone and say, oh, she takes care of the house. That's her problem. Go on, do your job, woman. No, I don't think that's scriptural. And it doesn't go over very well with wives anyway. So, so gentlemen, you need to have time alone with your wife. Things that you guys enjoy. And if you have kids in the home, you need to do things with your kids often also. I remember when we, our kids were growing up, we had, well, back in the day, we called it family night, okay? And what worked for me with my print shop obligations and my minister obligations was Monday night. Every Monday night, you can ask my kids today, PM them on Facebook. We did something special with the kids every Monday night, depending on the finances, depending on the weather, depending on some things, you know, would depend on other situations. But we did things ranging from I, we would go out to eat, we'd go get pizza, we would go to the park, we would have we would do popcorn. We had, back in the day to date myself, we would go by the library, my wife would, and get a stack of DVDs of what they liked, ranging from Disney to Bugs Bunny to whatever. Shows you how old I am. DVDs, uh, VHS. Excuse me. Well, let me let me date myself a little more with more gray hair. VHS, big old honking brick tapes. You remember those? Somebody, come on, hit me up on the side. Am I the only old person on this feed tonight? Please, somebody tell me no. Help me. VHS tapes. And the library would only let you rent so many at a time. And you had to bring them back. You had to rewind them or they would charge you if you didn't rewind these. Anyway, sometimes our family nights, money nights, would include watching these cartoons with the kids. And this is kind of funny. Ask my kids today. There are some cartoons that they watch that we did with them on Monday night for family night that they still quote some of those cartoon characters in what they said. One of them was Goofy. And there's another one that they still quote today. My kids are 36 and 40 years old. But watch this. We did family time back in the day. VHS. Okay, Jeanette, you remember? Brother Tim Garcia, I got some old folk on here. Yeah, Beta, Max, Gary, okay, I feel better. I'm not the oldest one on the feed. Thank you, thank you. I don't want to feel like I'm on a youth feed and I'm like some ancient, decrepit grandpa talking about something back in the, whatever, the 18th century. <laughs> so that was part of our things. And then sometimes we would go out, we would ride bikes, we would do these other things. And so all I'm saying is, you got to, husbands, you got to do something with your wife, okay? You got to have time together. Watch this. I'm going to put in parentheses, without kids, okay, the two of you, I, I, I'm not here to mandate how often, okay, but you need to do it, and it needs to be somewhat regular, and it can't just be once a year, that's not fair, that's not a fair relationship, again, what are you talking about, I'm talking about balancing our home with our kids, brother Tim Garcia, I see you on the, on the thread, and you just went up with your son, your single father, to Idlewild and went camping, you know what, Brother Tim? That's amazing memories you're building with Josiah. You are balancing the home life. So you work hard at the church, Brother Tim. You bring your son. He puts out signs. He's a little worker for God. But you're training him. Hey, son, it's not all about putting out signs and going in extra early on Sundays. Let's have some father and son time. Brother Tim, I commend you. 
You did a good job. My friend, I'm just telling you, I saw Brother Tim's feet. And maybe we all are doing that, or maybe you're not. Again, you say, well, it's the pandemic, Pastor. What can you do? We're all shut in. No, you can do. You cannot find excuses of why you can't do your parental duties. That's not fair. You can't find excuses. Find a way to make it work. We're in the pandemic, okay? You can walk outside. You can walk around. You can walk down. Down the street from us is the yogurt factory. You can walk down there and get yogurt. You can drive down there and get yogurt. You can sit outside. Let the kids run around. Do whatever you got to do. Let them ride their skateboards. Let them ride their little um, scooters. You guys walk. Whatever you want to do. My point is, regardless of shelter in place, pandemic, self-quarantine, there's something that you can do. And I'm just saying, if you're going to balance your home life and you're not going to drop the ball as you juggle about home, you need to really think about this. You got a spouse, okay? He or she's important. You got kids, they're important. They grow up very fast. Someone once said about the kids, the days are long, but the years are short. In other words, you look back, I look back and raising my kids, and the time flew by. And I missed some of those days. <laughs> some of those days. Hallelujah. But we had a great time. We had a great family life. And I think anyone of you could hit my kids up and say, yeah, my dad's telling the truth. We did that. You see, husbands, listen to me. We are called to love our wife, our kids, and our family. And it's time that we take time to show them that we really do. Take time, husbands, head of the household. If you're a single mom, Brother Tim, you're a single dad. I see you on the thread. You guys need to take time to show your kids. Look, you matter to me. I love you. God is everything in our life. Everything centers around God. But my home life is vitally important, and I'm going to protect that, and I'm going to invest in that, and I'm going to guard that with my life. And that's what I did with my kids and my wife. And I think my kids turned out pretty good. And I got some pretty good grandkids. And I, yes, for the record, I got some good, uh, what do you call them? In-laws. Got some good in-law kids. Son-in-law and daughter-in-law. And life is good. But again, let me tell you something. Hey, listen to me. Hey, Sister Lisa, God bless you. Henderson, Sister Lisa, are you streaming from Mexico or Hemet, California? I'm just curious, but good to see you on the thread. Um, we need to remember that our time with our kids move rapidly. And we got to stay balanced. And all three of these areas, remember the area, home, church, work. Those are all three vital on him. Okay, welcome, Sister Anderson from the United States. United States. All three are important, okay? So I got to keep balanced here. So I just said, I'm going to live a balanced life. I'm not going to be too weird in either way, okay? I'm going to be in the middle of the road. I'm going to drive right down the dotted line in the middle of the road. So, so husbands, come on. We need to take care of our family. Number three, okay? Item number three in my home balance is respect in the home. Mm. It's a good one. I feel, I feel the anointing in this one. You, we have to continually maintain respect in our home. Respect mom to dad, dad to mom. And this is even biblical, mom and dads to children. Okay, Paul wrote in Ephesians, basically he said, I'm quoting off my memory, 
Fathers, don't exasperate your kids. Don't irritate, don't annoy, don't push their buttons, don't poke the bear. Okay? We need to have respect. Mom and dad need to respect each other. We need to respect the kids, and the kids need to respect us. What is that? That's keeping our home life balanced. In our home, the kids were never allowed to disrespect us, watch this, and get away with it. I know they get sassy. I know they become teenagers. I know they know it all. But if there's a dad in the home and your kids are being disrespectful to their mother, dad, you need to step up and be a father and be a protector of that wife that you married umpteen years ago and said, I will protect her. Don't let the kids run the show. Can I say it this way? Don't let the inmates take over the prison. Come on, be a dad. Hey, don't talk to your mother that way. I'm going to restrict you. I'm going to punish you. I'm going to do something. And so there's a level of respect that I think as we get deeper into society, it's a lost art. And so I, I wrote this down. It's called a civility code, a civility code. Now listen to me, okay? This is what you need. I can post this on my Facebook if you want to copy and paste it later. But it says, hang it in your house. It says, we will greet and acknowledge each other. Number two, we will say please and thank you. And number three, there's only three items on the civility code. We will treat each other equally with respect. Okay, we will greet and acknowledge each other. Son, daughter, don't just walk into this house and walk and blow right by me and go to your bedroom. No. I'm liable to mm, right over their head. Get up and try that again. Go outside and come back in. No, we acknowledge each other. Okay? We say please and thank you. And then we will, tr we will treat each other equally with respect. A civility code. I can post it. If you want me to post it on my Facebook page, the graphic that I'm teaching off of, someone hit me up and tell me otherwise. Just memorize it. But make your own, whatever. You don't need mine. But again, my number three item is respect in the home. When you lose respect in the home, those people in the home lose respect for people outside the home. That's probably part of our issue right now is that people don't respect people outside. Are, are the teachers, okay, politicians, law enforcement, your neighbors, someone in the grocery store, someone standing in line? When there's not respect in the home, there's not going to be respect outside the home because the home has to model this. And it starts with a mom and a dad. Hello, somebody. This is a good teaching. It starts with a mom and a dad. And you need to teach your kids respect. And we need to be a Christian about it. Oh, someone say amen. Come on, someone shout back amen. Brother Tony, I see you saying amen. Brother Tony Bragle. Thank you, Sister Lisa. Thank you for your support. Yep, Brother Tim, even if the parent doesn't live in the same roof. You're right. If by chance, thank you. That's not my case. So I wouldn't think about that, but I appreciate it. If you got parents that are split up, divorce, whatever, I'm not here to speak to all that. All I'm here to say is you got to respect one another. Okay? One spouse can't be tearing down the other spouse, even if you're married or you're estranged or you're divorced. Come on. Respect is respect. You don't need to share your story. I'm getting all off on a tangent on this. I'm never going to get to we're going to be here till 1130 tonight if I keep this rate up with all my slides. So let me move on. Let me just say this. Four words. This item, respect in the home. Love the people that are in your home. Okay, I got to move on. 
Mom and dads, you need to model that. Okay, number four, okay, I'm talking about balancing the home, right? This is not a super big spiritual lesson, but it's steps to a balanced life. Number four, plan family vacations or getaways. Okay, family vacations encourage everyone to relax and enjoy one another. Again, ask my kids, hit them up. Every year, we did a family vacation. Some were big, some were medium, some were small. But you want, you know why I did that with my kids? Because that's what my parents did with me. Every year, my parents, we went away somewhere for vacation. Whatever, Colorado River, Grand Canyon, a trip to Florida, Disneyland, Disney World. One time we went to the World's Fair, I want to say in Kansas, back in the day. But my parents took us, my dad pushed for family vacations every year. I got that in me. I, I trained my kids to do family vacations, and now they probably do that. Again, a vacation can be labeled as whatever you want. My point is, you got to get away. We've done a few family vacations, all-inclusive. I know several years ago with my wife's family, we did a family outing to um, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. We all pitched in, rented a massive three-story cabin. We all cooked. We sat around. We played games. We rode go-karts. We went to Dolly World. We did a lot of amazing things. My kids went. My grandkids went. My wife's family went. I, it was, I don't even remember. Somebody, you have to hit me up if you're part of that. I don't know, 28 of us. And then we rented a beach house down in the Gulf of Mexico in Orange, Alabama, just this, this side of uh, Florida. We walk out the sand, and boom. You know what? It cost us all a good little bit of money, but it was worth it. And I'm happy that we could do that. Now, Philip, I see, I know, a COVID vacation. I know right now I'm probably talking into the face of COVID, but I'm just saying when things get better, okay, these are life principles. Yeah, I think... But I agree, we all do need a vacation from COVID. Amen to that. But mom and dads, listen to me. Hey, try to plan something with your kids, okay, to get away. Even if you did somewhere in a hotel and you guys goofed off and you went out to eat. And last year, we did a family vacation. We spent the whole week of Thanksgiving in Las Vegas building amazing memories. Hey, Aaliyah, God bless you. I see you on the feed. Building amazing memories four, five, six years ago maybe 10, we took a family vacation on a cruise off Long Beach to Mexico. We still talk about that. We had an amazing time. And so we look back, building memories. Uh, our last vacation of just uh, what I call the original four, me and my wife, my wife and I, Chad Nashi, the OG four, okay? Our last time we did that, hey, Aaliyah, God bless you. Our last time we did that, we... Flew into Washington, D.C., stayed there. One day we went outside D.C. to uh, a bed and breakfast at a Mendenite home. I don't think the Amish were doing it at the time. I'm not even sure if Amish do bed and breakfast. But we stayed at a Mendenite home, which is kind of a splinter group of the Amish. Then we caught the Amtrak up the East Coast, and it dropped us off at Grand Central Station in New York. That was in 2001. The last hoorah of the original four. And we still talk about that vacation. My friend, I'm telling you, that was a pricey vacation. I don't regret that. We saved our money. I'm just telling you, what are you doing? 
I'm a pastor. I give myself to God. I study. I counsel. I make myself available. I work hard for the kingdom. Not a complaint. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to balance my family in that too. I'm not going to neglect them. I'm not going to neglect the time. I'm not going to neglect my wife. Again, three steps to a balanced life. we got to maintain the home life. Well, someone hit me up by shouting amen. Help our children create important memories of fun and laughter. Sister Mary Vasquez, come on in. God bless you. Number five, okay, number five here is keep parenting consistent. If you have kids at home, keep the parenting consistent. Let the kids know what you expect. Again, the prisoners can't run the prison. The kids can't tell you what you're going to do. The kids can't tell you, I don't want to go to church. The kids can't tell you all these things. You are the God-given parent. And let them know, hey, I'm here to parent you through 18 legally for sure, hopefully till you get married. But I have a biblical and I have a social mandate to take care of you and make decisions for you to help you make good decisions so that when you're older, you can make good, godly, wholesome decisions and the kids can't boss the parents around. Come on, somebody. That sounds almost comical when I say it. But how many times have we seen that, that the kids are in charge? Mm. I don't think that's a good way to live. I'll tell you this, right, okay? My kids were never in charge of my wife and I. Mm -mm. We loved them. I tried to give them everything. I spoiled them rotten. They grew up to be brats. <laughs> and then they kind of got better. But they never told us, how to run our house or what they were going to do. If you're here till you're 18 legally, I'm in charge. And if I've done such a horrible job while you're until 18, I guess figure it out when you're 19. But I think I've tried to do a pretty good job. And if I've made any mistakes, innocent, honest mistakes, I apologize if I made a mistake raising you, but I was doing everything I possibly could to make you become a great Christian, productive citizen in society and I had to make some judgment calls, and maybe I made a couple of wrong ones. But over 18 years, I think I hit quite a few home runs. You know what? That is raising kids. It's challenging. I'm not dim diminishing that. And I'm not telling you can just pick up all. What is arguing with kids? I'm like, be quiet. No, no, no. At some point, they get a little older, and they want to be reasoned through. Okay, we can do that. But at the end of the day, no, you're not telling me what to do. What am I? I'm, hey, I'm talking about a balanced home life. Okay. If the prisoners are running the prison, that's not a balanced home life. If the prisoners are telling the correctional officers how to take care of them, that's not a balanced home life. So come on. Number five, keep parenting consistent. Don't weave and bebob back and forth with God and church and morals and principles. Do it right. You get one 18-year pass, and then the next 18 years, they're probably on their own, and you'll look back, and you'll say, I wished, I wished I would have. No, hey, again, if you have kids, if you don't have kids in the house, then I'm, this point number five is irrelevant, but a lot of you on the feet have kids in the house. A hey, Proverbs 22.6 basically says, train up a child, okay? I'm going to train my child in the fear of God. Ephesians 6 talks about fathers exasperating. Here, James Dobson, you guys remember him? Focus on the family. Let me quote James Dobson. 
says, children are not casual guests in our home. They have been loaned to us temporarily for the purpose of loving them and instilling the foundation of values on which their future lives, lives excuse me, will be built, end quote. James Dobson, good quote, I agree. Children are not casual guests in our homes. They have been loaned to us temporarily for the purpose of loving them and instilling a foundation, and I'm going to put in there a godly foundation on biblical principles and values to which their future lives can and will be built. I added a bunch of words there myself, but I'm just talking right now, my friend, about a balanced life. Let me move on here. Mahatma Gandhi said this, watch. Mahatma Gandhi said, my life is my message. Huh. So if that statement is true, I would believe in it. Let me ask you, what message is your life? What message are you preaching? What message are you teaching? What message are you believing? What message are you selling? My message is my life. Gandhi said that. Good quote. Okay, number six. Number six. I think I just have a couple more and we'll be done here if you're wondering, how long is he going to go? Number six. Plan to have dinner as much as possible together. I, I notice in our life, okay, I was busy running a print shop, self-employment, long, crazy hours. I was ministering in a local church in Chula Vista. I did counseling on Tuesday nights to anybody that needed counseling at night. Uh, I was busy. But we did our best to have family time with our family and have dinner. Now, as the kids got older, they got jobs, they had to work. Our schedules got a little convoluted and crisscrossing and didn't always line up. But I would say until my kids were driving and they couldn't, didn't have a job or didn't have other obligations, I remember us eating together a lot. Now, that sounds a little old-fashioned to me. Oh, eating together. I picture the 50s, right? Ozzie and Harriet and all these little things. But again, maybe in the 50s, their homes were much more wholesome than they are now. And there was less drifting apart. All I'm saying tonight is, if I'm going to have a balanced life, my home needs to be balanced. And part of just conversing, if the kids aren't working with their own schedules and driving around, is that we try to eat together as much as possible. Okay, number seven, here, moms and dads, single dads, single moms, spend time with the kids. Spend, yes, Sister Durant's. I did cook, LOL. Why is that LOL? That shouldn't be funny. She did cook. To be fair to her, she probably cooked until our kids were out of high school. Good sugar-free. There you go, Brother Tony. My wife did cook a lot. It's just the two of us now. And we each help each other. And, yeah, we have a good time. No biggie. So she, I think she kind of gets a raw deal about her cooking uh, but she does a good job. She remembers, and it's not really that necessary anymore, so we cut her a lot of slack. Uh, so, yes, thank you to the Blairs. Good old-fashioned preaching. Oh, I'm not old-fashioned. Come on now. Thank you, sir. Keep everyone connected. Yes, we do. So my wife and I, it's just the two of us, but we often eat together because we converse and so forth. Okay, so number seven, spend time with your kids, okay? Here's what I notice in this 21st century uh, society. All of our kids, including our my grandkids, are tethered to a mobile device or a screen. 
okay? And they don't even acknowledge you in the room hardly. I, I, I call them now, hey, that's what I call a digital pacifier. Back in the day when we had little kids, we stuck the pacifier in their mouth because they were fussy and we didn't want to hear the crying and it was annoying. Now we're giving kids iPads at 12 months and their little stubby little fingers can ro move through the iPad and the iPhone at 12 months. That's okay. I'm not preaching against that completely. But I am saying, moms and dads, we've got to spend time with our kids. When's the last time, dad or mom, that you, in the, even in the pandemic, it's easy. You can do. You walked around your block and your kid walked with you. He walked the dog with you. He was on his little scooter. He's on his little bicycle. He was on his little whatever. Okay. Quality alone time with mom and dad. What are you doing, Pastor? I'm talking about a balanced life. If you're too busy to spend time with your kids, you are too busy. And let me tell you something, my friend, then you're going to regret it. There's going to come a day that you're going to regret that. Remember back in my day, all you old folks like me, cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you coming home, dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together soon. Uh-huh. Just Google the lyrics to that song and see what happens when pop gets old and the sun grows up. All I'm saying is you got to maintain that relationship with your kids. And you can do all kinds of things. Thank you, Brother Philip. Board games with family. Our little granddaughter comes over here, and every time she comes over, my wife, in our kitchen, to her credit, she has a little drawer, and she has these little table games, card games. And you know how many Uno Dare games I've played in the last six months? Come on. Woo! You know how many of the match games I've played testing my little brain where you turn that over? Oh, banana, orange. Oh, man. Pomegranate, donkey. Oh, man. And my little granddaughter wins every time. It's because I feel sorry for her. So I just pretend I can't find them. I pretend I've got early stages of Alzheimer, and I don't remember what I just laid down. But what am I doing? To my wife's credit, she does it more than me. Okay, I confess. She's playing table games with my granddaughter at five years old, spending time. What are we doing? We're talking about quality time. American Dream Poll. They did a poll. 57% of the children ages 9 to 14 would rather do something fun with mom and dad than go to the mall or go shopping. 57% of the kids between ages 9 and 14, according to American Dream Poll, the kids rather do something fun with mom and dad than them run into the mall for shopping. We need to think about it. Moms and dads need to be available for their kids. Someone shout amen. Okay, let me hurry here. Number eight, talking about a balanced life. Okay, number eight, don't let anger control you. The Bible says this, to be angry and sin not. So I'm not saying it's bad if you got angry. I'm saying if it's continually, habitually in your home and it's controlling you and you're responding to your kids or your spouse or you're correcting them in anger, then you're doing something wrong. You cannot let it control you. You cannot let your kids grow up looking back thinking my home environment 
was one angry environment. My friend, that's an indictment. You better be careful. Because once they're grown, you can't reset that. It's The cement is hardened. Or if you're angry towards your spouse, do not let anger control you. You get angry, you get upset, you blow your stack, I get it, okay? I'm not going to hold you accountable to that. But if it's spread out and it's habitual and you see there's a pattern here, all I'm saying, if that home life's going to be balanced, you're going to have to work on that. You're going to have to correct that. That's incumbent upon you to fix if you find yourself being like that too often. Amen. Okay, let me move on so I can finish. Number nine, a balanced family life is make church a priority. Make the things of God, the house of God, the kingdom of God, the people of God, the word of God, a priority in your home. It's a little bit different now with COVID, Kate. Please don't take me out of context. If you can come Sunday, we're having church. Get on in here. Get your praise on. Love God. I got a message God gave me. I feel really good about it. I'm anxious to preach it. I'm prepared to preach it right now. I'm so pumped up. But I'm going to hold off. But under normal circumstances, okay, let's, we got to set COVID aside because that's not normal. That just happened this year, and that's not going to be forever. You have to raise your family to where they know church is a priority. Church is a part of who we are and what we do. Never in the history of us raising kids did they ever ask us on a church service, Dad, are we going to church today? Never. You know why? Because the question was answered in their spirit before they even thought they could ask it. The answer was always yes. Of course we're going. Of course I'm going. So we made church a priority and we were consistent with our kids. We made them go to youth. We made them go to camp. We made them go to HYC. We made them do these things. And we expected God to be a part of our life. Yes, Sister Lisa, right now, probably all of our rooms is our church. Agreed. But someday soon, praise God, I hope, I hope, I hope, we can get back and the church will grow back up and everybody come back. And I, I'm just expecting, let me just pause here. When all this COVID is behind us and there's a vaccine and everybody's not worried and we figured all this out, I really think Truvine is going to be offering three services. Because we can't contain the people in two services that want to come. I believe that with all my heart. You don't see, you won't see that on Sunday. But you know what? Guess what? The Sunday that we're going to have this coming weekend is not going to be like the other Sundays down the road. I just believe. Somebody write it down and say, you know what? I don't know if I believe Pastor, but I wrote it down. And his feeling, his intuition, his prophetic uh, sense of the word and the spirit that we had three services because... Our attendance blew up and God sent people that were hungry and worried and God blessed them and saved them and brought peace to their life. That's going to take three services at the current location. That's why. Because we make church a priority. And in the process of making church a priority, let me hear me parents, if you have kids at home, choose your extracurricular activities wisely for your kids. Okay? Don't let them participate in extracurricular activities that pulls them out of church or where they have to pick and choose. Uh, baseball practice or youth group? Uh, baseball playoffs or HYC? Uh, 
all I'm saying is I played baseball. I grew up in a home that let us do extracurricular activities. I've already told you my personal stories. But my parents chose wisely, and never, 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 never did they ever let my extracurricular activities in sports impede on the house of God or the things of God that I was supposed to be at. Never, ever, ever. And look at me. I turned out to be a pastor, so they must have did something kind of sort of good. Amen? So what we got to do, and another thing is with homework. I, I'm not an advocate of people staying home. I know, again, it's different now. There's COVID. We're in the summer, so... Take this in the context that kids stay home from church on Wednesday night because they have homework. Hey, when I got home on Wednesday, if I had homework, I had to get right on it. Or my mom made me stay up till midnight when we got back from church Wednesday night. But never, ever did I do homework during the Wednesday night because I had a report due. Most homework isn't done the very next morning. If there's a report due, we got time. I remember as a student. We get a week, and then I tell, oh, I got a report due in the morning, Mom, Thursday morning. And I know in my heart I've had a week and a half, but I didn't want, I just blew it off. So on those times that I did that to my mom, well, you better, you're going you're to be up late after church. So you need to balance sports and church activity, or, or school activities, and you need to balance their, their homework. You need to ask them when they get home, to be a parent. Hey, do you have homework tonight? Wednesday night? Yes. Get you a little snack, sit down and get it done. we got to leave for church at 6.30. That is training your child. That is creating a balanced home environment. Amen, somebody? Come on. Three balanced steps, or whatever my title is. <laughs> Three steps to a balanced life. There we go. I got it. Three steps to a balanced life. Okay, I'm almost done here. Number 10. Parents, choose your words carefully. Your kids are always listening. Mm. Parents, choose your words carefully. Your kids are always listening. You may say things that anger you about family, about your friends. You may say things that anger you about church. Can I tell you something too? You may say things that anger you about me as your pastor. That at the time, you mean, but you don't really mean. And if you're not careful, your kids could hear you and hold a grudge against that situation. Hold a grudge against their aunt, hold a grudge against their uncle, hold a grudge against their grandparents, hold a grudge against their teacher at school, Hold a grudge against their student pastor, Nolan. Hold a grudge against their pastor, me. All I'm saying is, choose your words carefully. Because the kids could overhear you. And you, as an adult, probably will work through it. Probably will figure it out. But we cannot allow our kids to hold a grudge over something that upset us. That's not fair. You're putting them in a no-win situation. So anyway, I'm kind of done here talking about a balanced life. Tonight I talked about our home life. Again, one more thing before I sign off, I'm going to pray for you, is do me a favor. Let's touch as many people as possible. And if each one of you that are watching online We'll share this on your page. Just hit the share button in the lower right-hand corner from our church page. 
and let's get the message out there. And then we're going to let God do the rest. And we're going to live happily ever after. Amen. Again, this coming Sunday, two services. Next Wednesday, again, we'll be streaming. Again, I'm streaming from my house because I'm self-quarantining for 14 days until Friday night. Next week, we'll be at the church. And then when we're at the church, we can stream on the app, YouTube, uh, website, Facebook. So we can stream on four different platforms at the church. But I'm purposely streaming from the house so I don't go in there and contaminate the atmosphere and all the stuff at the church. And we can open up a pristine, clean, sanitized church for all of you wonderful people this coming Sunday. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the time together. Bless everyone that's logged in and that will log in. I pray for their homes, God. A balanced life, God. We focus on our home tonight. We focus on our children, our marriage, our words, our heart, our atmosphere. Lord, I pray that you would bless everyone let us not just hear this tonight, but let it be a part of our life and make us better people and make our families better families. Bless them, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for being with me. I'll be on for a few minutes if you want to hit me up with some questions. If you want to log off, God bless you. Hey, be safe out there. Have a great week. I look forward to seeing all of you that can make it this coming Sunday. Old Town Temecula. Blessings to you all. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.